You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Daily. It is Joe Ostrowski and Nick Ashu. Nick in for Joe G and Aaron Hawksworth. Both of them will be back on the show tomorrow. And uh, this never ends with the NFL. They announced the interviews this morning. Some controversial comments. I guess controversial <laughs> from a quarterback named Tannehill yesterday. So let's talk about it with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Brad. He's our salary cap analyst, and uh, he analyzes a bunch of stuff going on with the NFL. Brad, it's been too long. How you doing, my man? Yes, yeah, that's true. Doing well. How about yourself? Uh, doing fantastic. It's uh, never ending as far as uh, the NFL. A lot going on that we want to talk to you about. He joins us on the Roman Guest Hotline. Brad, let's start with movement. We saw in the Super Bowl odds, there was one team that we saw significant movement. Like we, we always have takeaways after the draft, and everybody has their own draft grades, the processes that they agreed with, disagreed with. But there was one team that moved significantly as far as odds, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles. The division odds came down as well. And I I was thinking maybe we still have some value at plus 275 for the Eagles to win the NFC East. What did you think about Philadelphia? They made the move to go get Jordan Davis, and they made the big move to go add a receiver. Yeah, I definitely like them winning the NFC East. I think the Cowboys have taken a step back this offseason, and I think Washington and the Giants are Washington and the Giants. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think it is a good roster. I think Jordan Davis is a huge addition on that interior. Maybe they go ahead now and move on from Fletcher Cox and maybe use some of those assets to add other players. And of course, bring in AJ Brown. They now have a a great a one-two punch at receiver with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, yeah, I mean they were aggressive. They clearly believe in this team, and maybe they do believe in Jalen Hurts uh, more than myself. I, I think he's a fine quarterback, a fine starter, but. That playoff game against the Buccaneers, uh, I, I think, exposed some warts in his game. You know, Brad, as someone that's in Washington, I can agree with you. Washington, and they let us down every single year because they are who they are as an organization. You know, we talk about quarterbacks so much around the NFL because, well, it's quarterbacks and it, it matters in this league. And we saw the difference in this draft with where quarterbacks were taken, only one first-round pick, and Kenny Pickett. When you look at where all the guys went when it was all said and done, who do you think has the most – a chance to start the most games as a rookie, if anybody does this year out of all the guys that were drafted. Yeah, pretty crazy how it eventually shook out with only one guy in the first round, like you said. I, I do think it's Desmond, Desmond Ritter with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah, maybe not even so too. much about him, but just the fact that Marcus Mariota seems to get hurt almost every time he touches the field at this point. I think it's kind of funny that everyone's been talking about this reunion between Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota from their time spent together with the Titans. 
The last time they were together, Arthur Smith benched him for Ryan Tannehill. So um, <laughs> I think Desmond Ritter has a, has a pretty good shot to play some meaningful football uh, in 2022. Yeah, so uh, we were looking at the offensive rookie of the year the other day and, you know, pot abilities for value. And George Pickens at 50 to one, that certainly stood out. Pittsburgh always seems to hit on their wide receivers. The problem is the quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky or Pickett, to start the season. Did any players uh, pop to you as far as a good landing spot they could put together a good rookie year on the offensive end? Yeah, I think Chris Olave with the New Orleans Saints has a lot of potential for production right away um, and, and is a good bet for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, an older prospect played through college. A lot of folks thought he was going to come out in last year's class. Uh, so, so not only that, more seasoned, I think the most polished and, and best route runner, best understanding of, a, of maybe the next level of football, but also just the fact that you know this New Orleans Saints offense really has one guy outside of him as a tried-and-true weapon as a wide receiver in Michael Thomas, and we haven't seen Michael Thomas play, uh, you know, in two full years now. So I think Olave could step in, be a focal point, if not the focal point of that New Orleans Saints offense. I do, don't think it'll be as good as it was under Sean Payton, of course, but could be, you know, productive in a bad NFC. Maybe they sneak in as a wild card, um, and Olave is very productive and gets that offensive rookie of the year not. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the odds for offensive of the year you got uh we look at the Jets draft and there's a lot of excitement around what they were able to do I mean Brees Hall is nine to one to win offensive rookie of the year Garrett Wilson 10 to one when, when you look at the Jets and what they did in the draft look I'm not saying division winner obviously you got the Bills in that division but you know can the Jets show at least significant improvement with the rookies that they have on this roster playing significant roles in that with the draft that they had You'd certainly hope so. I mean, I think there's a decent chance that Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, they come in as you know the best players at their position from day one. And, of course, that's the case with Ahmad Gardner at corner. So, yeah, I mean, I think you would hope you get three starting caliber players all at premium positions. Brees Hall, a nice addition as well. And, and that backfield now with Michael Carter has a great one-two punch, you know, you know with different skill sets and, and Carter more of a receiver. So, you'd hope so. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to Zach Wilson. They have a good offensive line now. They, you know, they have all these pieces for him. But, you know, it, it all falls on his shoulders. On the defensive side, for defensive rookie, I have to look to these Chiefs. I see Trent McDuffie at 16-1 to and George Karloftis at 20. Yeah, I think both those could be great picks. I, I think both dire needs for, the, for that roster. McDuffie could be the number one corner right out of the gate. And, and Karloftis. We saw last year with the Kansas City Chiefs where Melvin Ingram came in in a midseason trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers and was pretty much the best edge rusher on the team right away. So, you know, I think it's, it's certainly possible those guys are in the conversation. Um, you know, of course, there are some, some sexier picks at the top. I think Aiden Hutchinson, if this defense can take another step, I like that they added interior guys last year, then added some juice on the edge this year in Hutchinson and Pascal. I think he could also, you know, we, we've talked about him as a guy that maybe maybe doesn't have as high of a ceiling, but could have, you know, an 8-12 to 12 sack season as a rookie. So I think he, he makes sense as well. You know, nobody Willis to start this year in Tennessee, and Ryan Tannehill has made comments that have now circulated around social media. And as you know, Brad, when it's on social media, there's a lot of venom, and everybody has all kinds of strong opinions when it comes to it. He's not the first to talk about not being a mentor and not being his job, but what are your thoughts about what Ryan Tannehill said about that situation? 
Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of bizarre. But for, first and foremost, the, the backlash is bizarre because who cares? But also, like you mentioned, <laughs> we've seen it a handful of times. I remember Joe Flacco saying it pretty strongly yep. when Lamar Jackson came in and about six weeks later, you know, he no longer had the job. Um, I, I just don't get why they don't lie. I mean, they lie to us all the time on these dumb podiums. Why not just say, yeah, of course, I'll take Malik under my wing and I'll show him everything I know and then get in the room and do whatever you want to do. So I don't really get it from that perspective. And I think in terms of the fit and everything, I actually think it's a great pick and a great fit. I do not see Malik Willis as, as a guy who plays significant time in 2022, of course, barring injury to Tannehill. But Tannehill has two years left on his contract, only one year in guarantees in this season remaining. I think it's a great passing of the torch, and I think it's a great pick for them. But, yeah, I just don't get why they don't just, just lie and smile like, like you do so often otherwise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand his perspective, too. We got people like Kurt Warner on Twitter this morning. I'll mentor you. I'll save the day. Okay, great, great. I'm not. I'm still not going to go out and see your movie, Kurt. Thank you very much. This is uh, BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Nick Ashew, our guest, Brad Spielberger, from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Brad. Uh, Brad, earlier we were talking about some of these numbers on to make and miss the playoffs, and – it, it's dangerous. It feels dangerous to to hunt for some value on an AFC team to make the playoffs for obvious reasons. When you look at the, at the top seven to eight teams in that conference, but the NFL always surprises us. Do you think in the AFC side we'll have a surprise playoff team? Like you said, it, it's so scary to chase because it's just such a talented AFC conference at this point. But at the same time, you know, the Bengals were, I would guess, at one of the lowest odds in the NFL coming into last year. And, of mm-hmm. course, they, you know, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, ended up winning their division. So, you know, I think the one for me, and I know it's a screaming value, but I think folks are overlooking the Baltimore Ravens. Missed the playoffs last year, had a historic number of injuries. Yes, they traded with Marquise Brown, but I think getting a first-round pick back for him was, frankly, a heist. I think Rashad Bateman's going to take a big step this year. I think Odafe Owe off the edge is going to take a big step. And they obviously, not obviously, in my opinion, they had one of the best drafts this year, So as they're known to do. So I just think there are value there. We don't know the situation with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. If he misses the first you know, six games of the season, maybe they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole. I think Bengals are probably being overbet at this point. So, you know, not a, not a sexy pick because it's not like it's some sort of surprise that the Baltimore Ravens are going to make the playoffs, but I think it's the best value on the board. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
You know, there's a lot of conversation, obviously, about the AFC, and rightfully so with all the quarterbacks that are there. But the NFC West has still been one of the better divisions in the NFL for, for some time now. And I'm looking to the Cardinals at plus 330 to win that division, the third best odds. But you've got question marks right now with, one, DeAndre Hopkins suspended the first six games and reports out there now that Kyler Murray's not going to play until he gets a new deal. We know that this Hopkins suspension is what it is. But how do you see the the Kyler Murray situation shaping out by the time week one hits in the NFL. Yeah, you know, one of the more confusing, maybe the most confusing transaction of the entire offseason was General, uh, Cardinals general manager Steve Kime getting an extension through 2027. I, I don't know what he did to earn that or deserve that in <laughs> any way, shape, or form, but, but kudos to him. Um, you know, with Murray, I, I do think trading for Marquise Brown, his former teammate at Oklahoma, was absolutely to pacify Murray and say, look, we're going to continue to add around you, continue to get, get you weapons. Also, they, they probably knew at that time that DeAndre Hopkins' suspension was coming. But it, it, it's a dicey situation. Uh, I mean, like you said, it's still a good division. Yes, the Seahawks will take a step back, but they obviously were not competitive this past year, and Arizona still limped into the playoffs. So it, it, it's a scary situation in Arizona. I do think an extension for Murray will get done. It sounds like things are trending in that direction, but if they miss the playoffs, I probably wouldn't be too surprised. Brad, I know you're a Bears fan, so what'd you think? Ryan Pohl's first draft, he did not have a first-round pick. Uh, Bears fans up in arms after his Friday in the second and third round, uh, opting to not help Justin Fields on offense. I thought it was a bit overblown. They need just about everything. What'd you think? Yeah, so I agree with you. I, I do think you should prioritize offensive spending, but in my opinion, free agency is where you address needs and, and really fill out the roster in terms of what you need immediately. For the draft, I am a best player available truther, no matter what. Obviously, you know, unless it's a punter or a kicker or something like that. But to me, Kyler Gordon out of Washington was a first-round caliber player. A lot of teams had him as a first-round caliber player. I thought that was a no-brainer at number 39. I think you could nitpick 48 with Jaquan Brisker. But again, I think a really, really good safety, a guy that fits in the modern NFL, that can play in too high, can come down the box and make plays against the run. So I think it was just too hard for him to pass up talented players. And also at the end of the day, when you hire a 50-year-old defensive coordinator as your head coach, this is what's going to happen. So I love on day three that he traded down, I want to say, four times. That's obviously you know an approach I'm a fan of, and I, I think it was smart to add a ton of offensive line talent, even if only one or two of those guys sticks, even as depth. I think it was a smart approach. So I get the frustration, but as you said, there are so many holes on this roster. It's not like they just needed to fix you know, the wide receiver room or maybe the offensive line. You know, there's a couple of quarterbacks that still haven't been moved that everybody loves to talk about. Hmm. Is Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield going to get traded at all by the time we get started week one? You know, it's crazy. I, I really would have yeah. told you I, I see no scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo does not get moved. But it sounds like him going ahead and getting that shoulder surgery just kind of had every other team in the NFL hit the pause button and, and mm -hmm. say, look, we'll wait until we get resolution there and we'll kind of call your bluff, San Francisco. And it, it's bizarre because they spent $24 million on his salary last year. They're going to go ahead and spend $24 million on him again. And, yes, they have the cap space, but you got Debo Samuel kind of forced his way out of town. Maybe you could allocate some extra money to him if you go ahead and trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Bosa could be the first $30 million per year player, maybe this offseason, maybe next offseason. It's just – I just don't see their vision unless they're not really buying the Trey Lance. I think they should, at this point, take whatever you can get just to clear the money off your cap. Brad, uh, just to follow up there, I wonder if uh, they're being forced to pivot. And 
I'm thinking maybe it's not the worst thing in the world because you have Seattle, you trade Russ, so they're done. They have no shot at winning the division. You've got the Rams. Teams just don't repeat in the sport. They're going to be really good, but it's really hard to do that again. And then you've got Arizona. Every Since, I don't know, the last month of the season, everything has gone wrong right into the offseason for the Cardinals. Maybe they're looking at it and saying, hey, Jimmy G is our best option because he give us, gives us the higher floor. What do you think? Yeah, that's actually a fair point when you put it that way. And, you know, make the playoffs, win your division, and then kind of see what happens. And they've obviously had a great stretch of playoff football, and they play a style of football that tends to work in, in January. So, yeah, I, I certainly see it, and I would say that's great, and maybe it works out. I just then kind of question why are you trading, you know, multiple future first-round picks just to move up and get this guy in Trey Lance that you then maybe don't even think is ready to start in his second season. But I do hear you. That, that, that shouldn't force you to make a trade to make your team worse in the short term. Um, you know, maybe you just you got to pivot because of how things play out. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, PFF Brad, PFF underscore Brad on Twitter. Brad, appreciate the time this morning. Talk soon, all right? Of course. Thank you. Brad Spielberger there, and he was on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. So, are, are you with me on the Eagles? I, I know that line move, but are, are you with me uh, on Philadelphia making a move since it's a new team every single year? The cat listen, the Cowboys always find a way to choke. This is a chance for the Eagles to take advantage of that. That's Nick Ashu. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Nickel or dime is next. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.